Greetings, heroes, and thank you for answering the Summoner's Call. Presented by the Gamers Inn, this is a podcast for all fans of Fire Emblem Heroes and the Fire Emblem franchise. I'm your host, Ryan Murphy, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Eddie. How's it going, Eddie? Not too bad. Yeah? Have you had a uh, delightful week? Oh, yes, I've been killing locusts and swarm all over the place. Yeah, and in case you didn't know, he's in Florida, and I think they have a pest problem. Is that what you're alluding to? Oh, um, I was referring to Gears, but you oh. know. Oh, wait, we're here for Heroes, Fire Emblem Heroes. I've been well, playing Tempest Trials. <laughs> yes, that's true. Well, we, we have a lighter week this week, but we're going to introduce, or I, I'd say reintroduce. We're polishing off an old an old segment, and we're bringing it back. We, we said, we'd said we'd do it once we had a lull, and by gum, there's a lull. But before that, we're going to look at the banners. We've got, uh, I don't know, a, a good selection of banners right now. You've got your weekly revival banners with Ed- Eldigan, Azura, and Deirdre. And then you've got new power until the September uh, 18th. September 18th. I should say that. I just I keep saying it weirdly. Uh, Tiburn and Kanegis. Kanegis? Kanegis? Battle. Sure. So that, one, that one's a tough one to pronounce, and I always feel like I'm butchering it but that one's going until the 23rd of september then you've got splendid soiree and the performing arts revival banners on until the 7th of october and i personally have not summoned anything of note nothing really just the free summons and nothing well as you know i usually have a lot longer notes and i don't this week because yeah same thing here just the free summons and nothing big popped out yeah. Popped out. Uh, you know, as I mentioned last week, I got all the Splendid Soiree and, you know, didn't need anything from anything else that I was dying for. Yeah. I might even have everything else. Yeah. Personally, I just, I didn't really, I've, I've got a good collection of orbs. So, like, eventually on this show, in the next couple of weeks, there will be some summoning talk because I've got some orbs. I've got over 200 saved, and I'm I'm red. I'm itching to spend them, but I'm waiting for the right banner. So we'll see what that ends up being. But yeah, in terms of what what are we doing in the game? I've been I queued up my lost lore, so that's back. Just kind of autopiloting this time. I think last uh, last event, I like picked heroes that I actually liked, but now I'm just like no, just pick a hero that that has the bonus and go. Like I just it doesn't it's it's not computing. Yeah. Yeah, like last time for me, you know, went and paired up a bunch of heroes. Mm-hmm. I did Legendary Roy with Summer Lilina, uh, Penton Louise, of course. And um, the third group, I decided to go with a bromance pairing with uh, Hector and Ellywood, the legendary versions of both of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, although right now I've unlocked two of the three groups you can send at a time. Yeah, me too. I'm still working my way through it, but I... It is what it is. I haven't unlocked any of the lore that I've seen, so I'm still waiting on that. Although maybe I you should have unlocked Act One. Okay, maybe I just it's not. It didn't uh, make a big fanfare. Unless you only did like the four hour one or whatever. If you did the full ah uh, twenty hour time frame, you should have completed the first scouting area. I think I did. I just haven't like looked at it, so I gotta I gotta look a yeah. little closer. Um, but in terms of that, other than that, like Tempest Trials, just kind of plugging my way through it, but that's really all I've done. Although, I did come to realize how annoying it is to try and level a dancer through auto battle. Yeah? Yeah, especially when you have non-dancers on the team. 
Because they just want to dance. Stop footloosing them, Eddie. What are you doing? Yep, they just dance all the time and get no experience for it. I'm like in three houses where you get experience for dance. Look, uh, Summoner's Call, the podcast, does not endorse banning of dancing. That's just not, not our thing. That's and, just Ryan. Yeah. Well, no. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't ban dancers. Uh, Footloose reference for all those people yes. who... If you missed out on Footloose, probably for the best. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Oh, I, I knew the reference even if I've never seen the movie. And I'm probably a better age for seeing it than you are. Yeah, but then, yeah, I'm kind of the in-between where I... Well, I guess I, they did do a remake, didn't they? Yeah, but by the time they did the remake, I was probably... I was not the target demographic. Maybe I was never the target... I don't know. Maybe I was never the target demographic for Footloose, but uh, Footloose aside, what do we got to look forward to in the next week? So we have the Heroes with Bonfire banner starting when the new power banner ends on the 18th. Uh, and we have the... New Heroes banner, login bonus, and the Forging Bonds with that, starting on the 19th. Should be getting that trailer probably in two or three days. Cool. Uh, figure Tuesday evening should be when it drops. That's good. Well, we'll have new heroes to talk about next week. But as we alluded to at the beginning of the show, we don't have a topic or heroes or a new mode to talk about. So something Eddie and I have been trying to talk about, we've been t- thinking about for the last i think couple months is how do we bring back summoners focus which was something we did kind of you know put off to the side because they were just releasing so many heroes and we really liked the new format so what we've done and, and the other reason we kind of put summoners focus aside is because the way we were originally doing it was a bit of strategy focused and neither of us are that big of a strategy players yeah we were so. just reading builds and it felt it felt uh, it, disingenuous, I guess, is the be- is how I would describe it, the way I felt. It just felt a little weird because I'm not a build person, um, and I just didn't – it didn't feel – I didn't feel into it. I know there were other shows, like I think um, uh, the Phaeology podcast is still going. They do a lot of builds um, if they are still going. Uh, but, yeah, we, we wanted to bring it back, and we wanted to be – you know, co- uh, co-host chosen. So each of us have picked two heroes. There's no real rhyme or reason, although I think with this run through, we all the heroes we've chosen are related to something going on in game. So for a lot of these, they're related to uh, weapon refines that have been added um, and other things. Yeah, the, the, the way I figured we were working it for now, and if you want it differently, say so in the Discord, but is that we pick heroes who currently have a banner running. Mm-hmm. So, like, we have the CYL1 rerun in the form of the new power banner, and, like, Performing Arts has been returned. Um, if we had wanted, we could have talked about the Barney and I guess, although I think we covered them under the new system anyway. But. Yeah, and I think in terms of heroes that may we may have talked about on the show, because this show is, uh, is just as two years old no it's coming up on two years it's over a year and a half old so there was times where heroes were announced and released when we weren't we didn't this show didn't exist but i wouldn't want to limit it to heroes we haven't discussed prior because some of these heroes often gets they get weapon refines um they're associated with uh, other heroes that are going on and maybe we want to revisit it 
maybe a new banner has come out and we want to talk about an, the old banner to kind of be like, hey, remember these heroes? So it is really just an opportunity to dive back into some of these heroes that, that we haven't thought about in a while. Although I think the ones we're going to talk about today are still fairly high up in the, uh, in the thought chain, so to speak. Uh, so anyways, yeah, why don't we get into it? And we're going to start things off with <laughs> Brave Lynn. So Lynn, Brave Lady, I appreciate Eddie's gone in here and he's added, I forgot that I just thought they were Brave Lynn, but it turns out that they all had special names as well. Um, but they were all Brave something. So, and I think they stopped, they stopped that after the first CYL, am I correct with that? I think, I think so, yes. Yeah. They did have a very, you know, hard to figure out uh, pattern for the first year. <laughs> and they generally keep a theme to them. Like this year, they're all, you know, rulers, uh, you know, Camilla's the Queen of Nor, Light of Nor, Nor, Nor blah, blah, blah. and, uh, you know, Ella, what is Marquess Frey, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. stuff like that. They, Royalty. But this one yep. was literally just, these guys are brave. So, um, anyways, uh, part of the first CYL batch, Choose Your Legend batch, Brave Lynn is a colorless cavalry archer unit with, with patch 3.9, she got a bit of a boost through Weapon Refine, wielding Mulliger, Mulliger, effective against flying foes, of course, it's a bow. The upgrade also grants HP plus 3 and speed plus 3, neutralizes bow, dagger, magic, or staff foes bonuses during combat. With Ability Forge at start of combat, if unit speed is greater than foe speed, grants attack slash speed slash defense slash resistance plus 4 during combat. Rest of her kit includes Draconic Aura as a special, Swift Sparrow 2 in the A slot, Sake's Blessing in the B slot, and Attack Smoke 3 in the C slot. So all the brave heroes got a Weapon Refine with Patch 3.9, and we'll allude to that as we discuss other heroes tonight. But I remember when Brave Lynn was announced, I was pretty stoked. And the fact that I think she was one of the first Cavalry Archer units. Am I, am I mistaken? Well, that might be part of it, but don't don't lie to everyone. You were stoked because it was Lynn. Yes, big fan of Lynn, and honestly, her brave art was pretty stellar in terms. Like her legendary art looked like Brave Lynn just stepped off the horse, but I think that her brave art looked really cool. Like all the brave art looks really great. Yeah, it looks really good, and you know, it uh, did a thing where they tend to put them in uh, abnormal weapons for them. Because mm-hmm. uh, like Lynn is normally uh, thought of as a sword unit, although with her legendary ver- version they kept her bow use. But yeah, you know. she she's experimented with a lot of different weapons. Um, you know, she's a, been a magician a couple times, um, an archer a couple times, and a sword user once. <laughs> so um, yep. it's it, it's it's interesting. I. I don't know, like with weapon refines, I don't usually jump back in. I try to get the heroes the new weapon just to kind of make sure they have them. Brave Lynn is often in my rotations, especially in some of the multi-team modes. So it was really nice to see the entire Brave uh, CYL1 crew get an upgrade. If I remember correctly, Sase's Blessing is one of the more frustrating ones because it neutralizes, if I recall correctly, that's the one that neutralizes Disencounter. On uh-huh. melee units. Uh, so if you have, I think it's if you have a bow, sword, axe, I'd have to pull it up to be 100% certain, but 
Uh, anything but spells, you uh, she cancels out your uh, ability to counterattack. Hmm. Yeah. Well, she's a stellar unit, honestly, and I'm I'm glad we were able to chat about up it. Double check that's the one, but I know that she is often used a lot to counter um, distant counter units. Right. So. Yeah, foe has sword, lance, or act, so can counterattack, but you can't counterattack if you have a sword, lance, or axe. Hmm. So, disencounter. Okay, Neutralizer. Cool. That's good. No, she's uh, great. I really like, well, obviously, I'm biased, but... <laughs> yeah. Gee, never would have... No, for well, sure. Unfortunately, there are no Lissas running right now, or I would have grabbed one of them right away. Uh, but... Dancer Azura is currently running the rerun of the Performing Arts Banner, or Performing Azura, as some will label her. Technically uh, labeled as Azura, Lady of Ballot. Uh, she comes from Fates, uh, and she is the daughter of Garen. and has mysterious power and knowledge during, in all three versions of that game. As a dancer, or technically singer, from the Fates games, she was a perfect fit for the first uh, dancer banner, the Performing Arts one. This version comes from that banner. is a clean, axe, infantry, singing, or dancing unit. She comes equipped with Erder. Um, I pronounce it like that, but it's got one of those weirdly written Ds, so it might be supposed to be pronounced differently. Uh, an axe, uh, depending on the art, it may even be considered a pole axe, looking at the length of that handle. That grants plus three to the four main stats. It sing, it says sing or dance is used, but she only sings. So if she uses sing, she grants a plus three to the four main stats of the person she, uh, you know, refreshes. Uh, she does, of course, have sing as her special, and she has triangle of death and drive resistance rounding out. Nice, and I think my favorite part about you know. Um... Dancer Azura, so Azura Lady of Ballads, was that her art was based on uh, the look and feel of Azura in Fate's Con. Is it Fate's Conquest where she's in the black? Yeah. yeah. It's Conquest where she wears back black for the dancing scene um, opera house, and that's what this design was taken off of. Yeah. Which was nice. It was really cool to see that they implemented it into the game and, and, and gave her... And I remember, you know, Dancers are a, still a very popular unit, but when she came out, she was kind of the new dancer. Everyone was oh, using yeah, her. It's, yeah, it's that um, boost to all the stats if she dances for you or sings for you. Yeah. That really brought her up because, you know, giving someone a couple of stats to help get that kill on someone, you know. Yeah, no, I, I still use her. Honestly, she's she's a, again another main rotation in my uh, as a dancer. Um, I'm sure there are other dancers out there, but I, I have not looked at a dancer tier list, so I don't know if she's farther down the line from other heroes. But as far as I know, she's still stellar. Well, there are definitely other dancers and singers out there. Oh, of course, know, yeah. There were three in the banner when she came out. There was her original version, as well as Ninin and. Olivia's original versions. Mm -hmm. uh, there's been additional versions of Olivia and Ninian, both of whom are always dancers or singers, plus the two additional uh, dancer banners. 
So there's quite a few dancers out there. Um, also, Sylvia was added as a dancer too. Yeah. So, so yeah, definitely lots of dancers. But I'm. But what I was more getting at is like. Yeah, where she falls on the tier list. That that I don't haven't looked into. But yeah. Yeah, well, uh, we also got Brave Ike, Ike the Brave Mercenary, also from the first Choose Your Legend batch. Brave Ike is an Axe Infantry unit. Patch 3.9 gave this version of Ike a bit of a boost through Weapon Refine, wielding Irvan, which grants HP plus 3, accelerates Special Trigger, and if unit receives consecutive attacks, reduces damage from foe's second attack onward by 80%. With Ability Forge, reduces damage from foe's first attack by 40%. If foe initiates combat, foe can make a follow-up attack before unit can counterattack. The rest of his kit includes Aether as a special, Steady Breath in the A slot, Bjork's Blessing in the B slot, and Threatened Defense 3 in the C slot. Another great thing about Brave Ike is that he is also available to all those who reach rank 15 on the Hero's Path. So if you're if you're plugging away at the Hero's Path, you are on your path to getting a Brave Ike. I uh, I think I just need to finish a Infernal Grand Hero Battle. I think that's my last one. Yeah, I mean, it's not that hard to get your um, bra- uh, free Brave Ike. You just have to clear Infernal, reach level, is it 15 or 10 in the uh, Aether Raids and 15 in Arena. And yeah, nice and simple. Mm-hmm. It's... Uh... It's interesting. Yeah, no, rank fifteen is is a monster. So I yeah, I think I just I know what's funny, yeah, but and yeah. part of me wonders if he was, you know, Ike's decent, but was he the best choice for the free unit at the that tough of a challenge to get to? I don't know. I I think you could have gone something a bit more recent. Like his weapon refined seems to be like we don't normally go deep into like the weapon refine and i think this is where the summoner's focus will come in handy we'll be able to revisit some of these heroes but his weapon find seems pretty pretty strong in the sense that okay so the so let's say you've got a brave axe user like let's just use camilla as an example so it's the first attack that camilla hits on reduced by 40 percent and any any attacks afterwards for the next three are reduced by 80 percent that's a big deal is it not yeah that's a pretty good deal and he uh, neutralizes um, bonuses on cavalry and flying foes from his Bjork's Blessing there. So, you know, if they have a rally or fortify there to try and knock him down quicker, he just says, nope, nope, that doesn't work. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, he seems pretty strong. Obviously, I've not really experimented much with, you know, Brave Ike in, in a couple, in a while. He's not usually in my in my sort of rotation, but I thought I think a lot of people were talking about his refine being quite strong, so I figured it'd be a good chance to go over it. But yeah, yeah. it's quite strong. Adding that extra forty percent to help make sure he survives is very useful. Mm-hmm. And finally, we have Lucina, Brave Princess from Fire Emblem Awakening, and as you can tell from as the previously mentioned. Uh, very complicated to figure out naming process. She is a uh, unit from the original batch of CYL. She's your legends. So the first Brave Banner. Uh, she is a blue infantry lance unit. Uh, she's the daughter of Krom, who and whoever you pair him with in Awakening. Uh, Lucina travels back from the bleak future to save her parents, as well as 
world's, you know, the world's future. In this version, she wields Lance Gears Go. I guess that's how it's pronounced. <laughs> uh, which grants her a defense plus three and grants physical attackers. Uh, so sword, lance, bow, dagger, axe, and beast stone units. Uh, within two spaces of her, attack and speed plus three. Uh, the recent refine, refine from uh, 3.9 adds effectiveness against dragons to, the, to her lance. And if you choose to, it'll add the remaining two stats to the buffs. So uh, adding defense and resistance plus three. Um, and if they're on the defensive, so if the foe initiates combat, they receive a cooldown boost of one per attack. So getting them a chance to hit their special a lot quicker. Uh, they still have to be within the two spaces of her. That's a nice little upgrade to her skills. Uh, she does come with ether like her father. Um, and she has a sturdy blow and drive speed rounding out her skills. So, and I remember her being a, a really solid pick for that for that CYL one banner uh, too. I think Lynn and I did get a lot of attention because they each have their unique skills. Uh, they seem to do that with two of the four each banner, you know, giving them unique skills. So, mm-hmm. and but I too. loved her design too, like the fact that she was kind of more of an armored look for Lucina. Yeah. It was really neat. And this was back before you had to have, you know, truly heavy armor in the picture to be where it be an armored unit. So she's an infantry unit as opposed to Tharja with her bikini armor for winter. Hmm. Yeah, but all in all, a really solid unit and a good uh, a good first kick at Summoner's Focus. And I thought we... Uh, yeah went through these heroes and we'll look to be bringing back the summoners focus sort of segment as we hit these lulls i think there's i think we did the math and it's very likely that there's one 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 a month just based on where things fall um in in a while things will fall where we don't have that lull for the month and then we won't have summoners but when we do so you're still in an episode and we have something to actually talk about plan to do this sounds Uh, good before we dive into the Outrealm Gate, uh, as we mentioned earlier in the episode, uh, we do have a new Heroes banner coming out this week. Do you have any guesses on where those units will be coming from? Um, you know, I don't think it's Three Houses. I think I think they're gonna I think they're gonna leave Three Houses for this one. But honestly, I have no idea. Um, um yeah, the fact that they left. That had they had absolutely no three houses units on the um, seasonal banner, the dancing banner. I actually think this one might be another three houses one, uh, maybe the last pure three houses one we get for the year. But I think they might keep three houses one more time. You know, get a few more characters in there. But. Yeah, may- maybe. I think we'll definitely get some three houses down the road, but I think this one's going to be. I, I hope it's not... I don't think I'm ready for, like, 3DS-era heroes. If they did an Echoes banner, that would be interesting, but I think Fates and Awakening probably need to sit this one out for another round. But, I mean, if they did some of the earlier games, that'd be interesting. I I honestly don't have any sort of, you know, uh, carrot in the fight 
if they did three houses, I'd be great with that. I would love more three houses characters. They have lots yeah. to mine there for sure. Oh yeah, there's a lot of characters and some that I think they might want to get out sooner rather than later, but we won't know. And um, I mean, if they don't do three houses, I think it's more likely they'll do an older game, but it's not a guarantee because mm-hmm. you know we don't know for sure. But yeah. We will see. We shall, we shall. Trailer coming in the next few days, as Eddie mentioned at the top of the show. To round out this episode, though, we're going to visit the Outrealm Gate and talk about Three Houses, which got its version 1.02, and the second wave of DLC that was surprisingly announced. Uh, Out of the blue, I thought it was supposed to be late October, but we got it now. And I think it's because it's kind of a smaller wave. Uh... Just new outfits, items, and battles. Now, I don't have the, the the season pass yet. I'm waiting for something to sort of, like, pique my interest. But, Eddie, you, you have the DLC, and you've got some thoughts. Yes. Uh, with this, I'm going to pick it up. Um, and it, the, the way they word it, it makes it look like it should be later in the month. But it just said it was going to be by, like, October 31st. Right. So... They've successfully gotten it out by October 31st, before that happened. So, um, yeah, I haven't really messed with Manning Difficulty. From what I understand, if you play through Manning Difficulty on a fresh save file, uh, you'll change the opening, the title screen. Although, from what I could find, it's not a giant change. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a bit of a color change, palette change at certain areas, so up to you if you want to worry about that yeah i mean Um, it's interesting but i think for me like the most interesting part about this wave of dlc were the extra auxiliary battles and i was kind of thinking that maybe that would be my reason to to kind of put more effort into to continuing down my second path because new auxiliary battles might give me something new to do but honestly the auxiliary battles were never that interesting to me so, do those add to to the gameplay at all? Um, not in any amazing game world, you know, life changing way. Um, un- unlike and maybe in Wave Three, the lad uh, maps like this at some somewhere, but unlike old Fire Emblem games where you would unlock items to go into special classes and stuff like that, uh, these are just yellow exclamation points on the uh you know battle choice map um they cost one battle point or activity point for battles uh and they seem to be on unused par or you know paralog or main maps that aren't used for auxiliary battles now mm-hmm. so it's not like they really even added new maps per se uh it's like um there's one that's the uh, map that they showed in the treehouse with the bridges uh, that hadn't been in auxiliary battles. There's one, I think, in the forest where you fight Kranya, one in the um, Conan Tower where you fight uh, Miklon. Okay. Uh, I don't know where the other two are off the top of my head. I think uh, Lake Butades was one of them, it said. So in forget the last one i looked it up on serene's forest earlier but so uh so they're repurposing maps i guess is what you're saying yeah they're 
but and if you look at most of the early battles, they're repurposed maps already anyway. Right. It's just these are. Um, it says Grander Field is one of them, and that was already there. There's the sealed forest. I mean, so. that just seems like. Uh, here's my thinking for the DLC. I don't want to be that guy who says, "Oh, we're repurposing content. They're just selling us like bits and bytes to move characters around on a map." That's not what I'm saying. I think for me. The way Nintendo's always done DLC with their season passes is uh, one, you know, leading up to the final piece of DLC. The final piece of DLC is always the big thing, and I, I have that, and we know that for a fact with Fire Emblem, and that the last one is a is a basically an expansion, the way they've been describing it. So leading up to that expansion, I think we're getting, you know, the tidbits to sort of, you know, keep us going, but. I think the bulk of the cost of this DLC will be associated to the final piece, which is this expansion they're talking about. Yeah, and they still don't have an option to buy it separately. You either have to buy the entire thing uh, or none of it so far. Mm -hmm. I mean, that seems to be Nintendo's MO with Season Passes. It's, It's been very... I mean, well, Smash Brothers comes to mind as one of the few where you can buy them piecemeal, but... um. In previous Fire Emblem games, you could buy them piecemeal as well. True, that's a good. You know, so this is usually a... either come out one at a time, multiple little maps over time, or you buy a one or multiple passes that would get you all of them when they release. Yeah. So. And you, it's also mentioned new outfits now. In my mind, I was picturing new outfits as like oh, unique outfits for each hero, but this is not yeah, the case. Nope. It's uh, loungewear. Everyone gets loungewear, at least all the students do. So it's like a tank top and shorts in the class colors, and it does change depending on what route you chose. Um, I've only looked into it at the um, Crimson Flower route I'm currently running through, and everyone has a red outfit for Black Eagles, mm-hmm. and Black Eagles logo. But it's kind of shorts, and, like gym shorts and a tank top. So nothing too crazy, nothing to write home about. No, nothing too crazy. Um, Ryleth now has classes. I saw that. Meh. I mean, I don't know. Like, librarian Byleth sounds pretty cool. I gotta yeah. say, uh, not thirty dollars cool, but you know, it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I I really do think that we we need to we need to see what wave three and four look like. If I I I mean yeah. three and four both yeah. come with with uh with free patches yes and i will note the additional auxiliary battles uh they're in the yellow exclamation part on the battle choice map and they um just will refresh every time you do them at least in my experience so far i had like three battles i did one battle separately and then two of that map two of the auxiliary battles i might have done the first one before the auxiliary new ones had popped up yet Mm-hmm. And it let me do it again and again, so with different sets of enemies, like usual. So that's um, that's a bonus in the sense that it's a good grinding method. It's a good grinding method because they are five levels above the mission for the month. Okay, just like the rare maps are, and they give double rewards. Uh, though so far I've only seen them offer gold as a reward for completing it. Uh, two times I've done it on the chapter i was on i got like fifteen thousand gold for completing the map uh they also do have they did have an additional uh enemy with a droppable item this one being a large bullion instead of just the usual 
boolean that most auxiliary maps would drop. Hmm. So, so it's a good way to playing, grind gold and XP. That's that's not too yep, bad. Especially if you're playing hard and feel you can manage the map, it's a good way to get some extra gold and you know a little bit, bit more XP for fighting higher enemies. Yeah, and speaking of difficulty, uh, that's the one thing they added in patch 1.0.2 was maddening yes. difficulty. Yes, there were two free uh, updates. Maddening difficulty. There might have been a bit more updates, as well as um, less controversial voice actor changes. Oh, did they do that? Dropping I, this. Yep. I did not see that in the patch notes. It wasn't advertised but um you know they did say uh, they were going to look to, to switch they it said out. they were going to do that pretty quick try and do that quickly so yeah look at the um info in the uh serene's forest thing it does mention that they have the new voice actor for uh male new english voice for violet yeah yeah, so I mean, folks can can look into that, but essentially, the the voice actor for Male Byleth was causing some some concerns for the uh, for the internet and and the and Nintendo as well. He had done some very had, terrible things. He had controversies. Uh, he wasn't determined fully guilty, but it was not something Nintendo wanted associated wanted to be associated with, mm-hmm. especially if he does it does end up being guilty as it strongly look like was likely so they replaced him well i mean if he, yeah and again like folks can look into that but the, yeah nintendo is basically we're, we're gonna replace him so um yeah that's that's really cool we'll continue to update as new stuff is added to three houses as well as fire emblem heroes but that's gonna do it for this week we've uh, got a shorter show for you folks hopefully you enjoyed it hopefully you're still enjoying fire emblem heroes and three houses lots of fun Fire Emblem content for everyone. Eddie, thank you so much for joining me on this fine episode. Uh, that's going to do it. Visit us on the web at gamersinpodcast.com slash Faye. You can email the show, Faye at gamersinpodcast.com. Check out the Fire Emblem channel in the Gamers in Discord at bit.ly slash TGI Discord. You can follow us on Twitter. You can find myself at rmurphyeddie at drellfear. And don't forget to follow at the Gamers in for show updates. That's going to do it for this episode of Summoner's Call. Have a great week. And let's do some summoning.